I've been told many a time. All right. Well, since you've been told, we'll bring it in. All right, folks. Is our audio clear over there, Buddy Botafuco? How's our audio sounding, buddy? It sounds good, man. All right. Cool beans. Cool beans. You need to get take cough drop throat. throat. I know. I know. Okay. On those heroin cough drops. (laughs) Buddy, do you believe people actually think that I'm you and you're me? Yeah, I can't believe that people believe that. I mean, come on, come on. I sound so different from you and you. I look so much more handsome. That's true. People are delusional, you know. Delusional people. Everywhere. All right, folks. Welcome back to the Boombastic cast with myself, Machu, Machu Fischer. And I have the great and wonderful, great and powerful Alexander the Hawk of Oz. Heck yeah, just came back from the Wizard of Oz in my own personal little blimp. Hawk ran Oz without a BC, you know what I mean? Uh, right. Getting a lot of blowjobs for tits, that was his game. Um, you're not a fan of Oz the TV show, I, 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 by the look on your face over there, you were wondering what the hell I was talking about. Well, uh, to be perfectly honest, I know a lot of people would be, uh, I can't believe it, but I actually never saw the series Oz. I knew of it. I just never watched it. So, so I can't really say one way or the other when it comes to the uh, series Oz. I own them. I'll let you borrow them. It's a great series. It's funny. Whenever I bring up Oz, um, it's like that, the same feel with like, you know, when you, there's like an artistic movie, you watch an artistic movie and every now and then it'll throw like a penis or something will just go into the movie for, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then, you know what I'm talking about? You'll, you'll be watching something and that comes in and there'll be p- certain people that freak out and go crazy and go, oh, ah, fucking, ah, it was a dick, it was a fucking dick. Like their brain can't handle it. Yeah. You know, like blows their brain apart and it ruins the whole movie for them. Those are the same people that, that, that whenever I go, you haven't seen Oz, they go, oh, no, dude, I don't watch fucking Oz, dude. It's very like, uh, People are afraid. It's very ahead of its time, I guess. I don't know. Um, but oh, this is a great show. You know, I know that you watch Orange is the New Black. You turned me on to that, actually. That was a Hawkman yeah. turn on. Like Well, to else. be perfectly honest, um, I think I watched it. I watched it all the way to the first and second season. I got a little way in the third season. And I have to admit, I, I it just didn't grab me, so I kind of fell off. I never finished the third season. Now, uh, I gotta say, I loved the second season. The second season of The Orange is New Black, I really liked. I thought it was really good. But like I said, something about the third season, I started watching it. I just really couldn't get into it, and I just haven't gone back to it. Yeah, and yeah, I don't know where I fall, fell off on it, but I um. I was enjoying it. I always tell people that it's like a, it's like it's the girl version of Oz, you know. Obviously, that's what it is. So it's kind of yeah. it's like a more watered down in a way. I, I always felt people go. Certain people have said it's not as watered down as uh, um, that, that that it's not watered down. Uh, um, Orange is the new black is very watered down. Anybody does? I would. Um, that'd be a good comparison. We should do that comparison where we'll go. 
We'll go episode for episode. That'll be our special. That'll be that thing I want to do with the TV show. We'll go episode for episode. Start with the first episode. Orange is the ver- for orange is the new black versus Oz, in which is more hard to the hard to the core. You know what I mean? And I'm gonna. I I, I believe Oz is Oz is fucking heavy duty. Oz is heavy duty. Um, orange comes into, you know, certain things, you know what I mean? That, that get, 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 get dark and stuff, but I've all, it was more upbeat. It was more of a, a happier Oz. I, orange is a new black felt like Oz. If it was made for like ABC, you know what I mean? Or like yeah. NBC, one of those channels. Um, yeah, there's some, you know, there's some, some very graphic rape scenes in, in Oz that couldn't, you know. I don't think it would horror. There's some horrifying. My our boy Eric Roberts has a great cameo. I love Eric Roberts's cameo in Oz, and he plays like this weirdo, pretty boy, like uh, serial killer rapist type dude. But he has so much charm that you like him. That's what's so good about Eric Roberts. One of the many things. Just like Alex Hawk, he has so much charm that when you find out about all those rapes and murders, that you you almost go. Oh, you know, he was a swell guy. I never seen that coming. Yeah, alleged. 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 Yeah, we're not supposed to talk about the alleged rapes and murders that Alex Hogg is going to the going to the the courthouses and the police stations almost hourly at this point to uh, be in, investigated and interrogated for his for his involvement in such crimes. Him and the guy named Army Hammer. Yeah, well, I heard about that say, guy. We, you know what we, I mean? We taste like bacon. Tastes like bacon. It's like instead of bacon bits, it's bacon tits. That's what Army Hammer gets down with, I heard. Speculation. So that was a little tease for this week's uh, episode of the Boombastic Cast. You know, we were thinking of fun things. You know, what would be fun? What would be a nice fun thing, to new segment to bring to... <laughs> Um, the Boombastic cast. We thought of a nice one called TMB. You know, uh, too much bullshit. You know what I mean? <laughs> so what it is is we go to, you know, one of our favorite trash magazines of all time. Hell yeah, trash you the better. Trash you the better. We find out what all these weirdo zombie dummy people that think celebrities are what really moves the world and what really matters in this world. We go see what those types of people, what they actually indeed think is the important things in life. And it's, it's going to be a horrifying experiment. It'll be very comedic. I feel um, I want everybody to know that each story that we tell um, going through this episode and the other ones that will be tagged to this um, as funny as they may be and as absurd and as meaningless that they mean to us, the crazy part is that there's some people out in this world that that was their reason for waking up this morning. That they're not going to be able – they don't have to cry. They don't have to cry themselves to sleep tonight because their celebrity got the bagels that they wanted. You know what I mean? It's a very important hey, thing. Hey. Cinnamon raisin bagels is the meaning of life, dude. Don't you ever say no to that. So we're gonna do a little riff tracking on some folks, a little little roasting, I guess. We'll just kind of talk about 
the different things that's going on in societies, in the society that we live in. So, Alex, how you feel about that? Hey, I'm down to see what's uh, going on with the uh, Hollywood elites. All right. So, popping up on there, first off the bat, we're going to roll through their list of importance. The true, utter list of importance out there. What's going on in the world? Late February 2021. There's murder, death, and violence everywhere you look. People starving to death. People freezing to death in the South right now because they're catching storms that they haven't had in hundreds of years or whatever. Um, And they are dying, freezing to death in their houses. And we send a rest in peace to those folks. But society likes to look at other situations as being a little more important than things like that. So let's jump into the most important subject of today. And if you didn't know what that was, that is the Kim and Kanye West divorce, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, man, man. And I got to say, I think I shed a big crocodile tear for that relationship. This was a match made in tabloid heaven right here. Um, This is like these two people were made. They're like robots that were made. Like they might not even be real people type deal. You know what I mean? It's very questionable. Yeah, they're either robots or aliens or both. Maybe... Uh, alien cyborgs. Such a we- yeah, such a weird vibe. You know, the Kanye and, and the Kim Kardashian thing lasted quite a long, longer than I thought it was going to last. You know, these they got to be two of the most unlikable people in the world. Um, but in fairness, they are loved. They have their fans that love them. You know what I mean? For whatever reason, um, Kanye West, of course, for you know his musical talents, which he's a talented music musical performer, artiste, um, I'll give him that, um, came up producing originally and then made his way into getting in front of the microphone. Uh, Kim Kardashian, I believe, speculation, I believe she was just a heir to a family, uh, a rich family, um, and made a sex tape, I think, was her, her claim to fame. I think that was her claim to fame. Yeah, honestly, honestly, you got to say, I mean, I think the only claim to fame the Kardashians had was um, uh, the father uh, was the best friend to O.J. Simpson. Oh, David uh, Schwimmer? Well, I mean, David Schwimmer played him in... Oh, that, oh okay, all right. That, oh, I thought David Schwimmer was yeah. was really the father. David Schwimmer's an interesting guy. I, giving the day, given the day, I could, I could love or hate him. I find him very annoying sometimes, and then sometimes I find him likable. He has quite a skill. He has quite a talent to be able to do that to me. Um, it's an interesting take. I just watched him again on the Curb Your Enthusiasm with Larry David when they were doing the producers together with uh, the Mel Brooks stage show. David Schwimmer had a, a brief stint on Curb Your Enthusiasm for a little bit. But, yeah, um, and that 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 um, if I remember correctly, that the OJ uh, the trial of OJ Simpson or OJ versus the people or whatever that was, yeah, yeah, which was I I enjoyed that a lot. I thought that was really good. Um, yeah, I, I think I think that was uh, probably the best adaptation of that entire you know situation that I've seen. Yeah, and I thought uh, uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. who played. OJ in that did a great job. I think everyone was great in their roles in that in that uh, miniseries. 
OJ didn't even know if he did it <laughs> in that movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, if I like Kardashian, by the end, I think they leak out a thing where they think that Kardashian's father like hid the murder weapon. If I remember correctly, right? It was in like a, a suitcase or like a, a exercise bag that OJ gave to him and said, "Yeah, this needs to disappear," and it did. And then there, there was there was talks of uh, extreme guilt or whatever throughout the end of his life because you know he kind of covered up the big Murto. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, I mean, the whole thing is they played him as uh, someone who's you know. Uh, in his mind was uh, was such a good friend of OJ, couldn't see OJ doing it, that, you know, he just listened to whatever OJ said and did what he said. And then after everything, uh, you know, he gets acquitted and he starts wondering, well, maybe OJ did do it. I, I don't know. I mean, maybe he did, maybe he didn't. But, uh, I mean, I'm more on the side of that OJ did it. Yeah, that's how uncool you are when you have to hang out with O.J. Simpson to be cool. Yeah. Tough ride. But, yeah, it was a weird deal. So that's the, the where they come from. And, you know, they really were kind of um, – they are – you maybe you can't say the most hated people in the world, but you can definitely say both of them have their share of haters for sure. Yeah. Um, I, I, I rightfully think- so in circumstances. Actually, I think I know exactly why they ended up getting divorced. Well, I think I, I know why they got married. Well, publicity, I, and they I, probably yeah, got divorced yeah. for the but same reason. But they they got divorced because Kanye couldn't uh, make her uh, first lady. That's possible too. You know, it's well at this point they they they're almost like a marriage that was put together as a for press. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's. It's one of those things where they might not even have liked each other. And with the polit- politics being so crazy, that could have been what really did it, though. The fact that and it's more so her friends than I think her even her opinion would be saying, you know, Kanye's really kind of went far. And when they first got together, he was at the peak of his shit. He was crazy for sure. But he was like a respected musician, kind of everybody was talking about him. That's what, you know, that's what she liked the most, I think. But now, and then after they got together, things slowed down, you know, he became more of a father, you know, gained some weight. I remember he got very religious. I don't even know if he does music anymore. He had his crazy freak out moments on stage. These were all after marriage because Kanye is a weird dude that claims that he doesn't want all this success and attention, but everything he does buries himself in it. And, you know, subconsciously, maybe he does it, doesn't want it, but like, he he brings it all on himself. Kanye is a weird dude too, where he came out and he said some Illuminati stuff about how like getting that big level, that, that big place of success, you have to like make a pact with the devil. Like he was one of those people. And he even went on the record. I, be, I believe saying that he, um, he gave his mother's life. Now that, that I can't be speculated on this. This has to be, look into it but i'm pretty sure that i heard him in an interview say that he gave he regrets that he gave his mother's life for fame um now he didn't murder his mother but it could have been some weird it could have been some weird talk talk with the dark side or something i know the mother passed around the time that he kind of blew up and it wasn't like a weird thing like i don't think that kanye west cut his mother's heart out and held it up. You know what I mean? But I think that... What, Indiana Jones style? Yeah, but... <laughs> I, of doom? 
Right. But I do feel that there's people that want success so much that they would definitely say, hey, if there's a power out there that could actually help me get what I want, I'd be willing to give anything that it wanted in return. And, you know, to get mostly ghostly and a little Behold the Pill podcast, um, I do feel that uh, there's dark powers out there that would uh, give power to something like that. So if you find those powers and the person looking for that power, then I think that you could almost do something like that. Even if you said it and then things like with Kanye, it'd be a weird deal where if he didn't try and if he didn't make a pact, you know, it, it, it is very, the Kanye thing is very devilish. Like if you think about it, because it's, it, it's almost like a dude that wanted the world. He said, I want everything and I want to be so famous and everybody to know who I am. And he got that, but he got that in kind of the opposite. You know, there's always loopholes. Whenever you hear those devil stories, there's always the loopholes. You know what I mean? So even though Kanye was able to get gigantically famous, he's gigantically famous for being an asshole pretty much. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like you get what you want, but you don't really in the end. So it's almost like that. But yeah, this whole, the whole breakup thing comes. I remember him. I remember hearing he was like, Either, either just super religious or was like attempting to start his own church. I see him riding on a falling off a horse in a church. Like he really got tapped out. I think she, he got even too crazy for her. Um, but realistically where we're at now, I think with this divorce is it's just like they wrote each other out for all the publicity they can get. And um, they're getting old. So they're probably like, we probably, we should, when they get divorced now, we're going to take the pop off of that. Cause I don't, I've kind of fallen out of what's going on, um, but I haven't really heard much about him otherwise. So it's, I feel like uh, this might be one more hurrah for their relationship to get some light, you know. And then when she she'll start dating some twenty five year old fucking model, he'll start doing the same, and they'll both have articles in TMZ again. Um, they're 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 the king and queen of trash, pretty much. So it's not like yeah. they're gonna go away. But you never know because, you know, 10 years ago, whatever, you had like, um, like uh, Lindsay Lohan. Um, you had like, um, you know, um, um, Surreal Life, the, one of those girls there. Um, the what, Paris Harris, Hilton? Yeah, Paris Hilton's and, and, and Nicole Richie. Like, they yeah. were gigantic at one point. And, you know, when they were going through their heyday, you were like, oh, I was, I'd be like, I can't even, I couldn't even imagine a world right now not knowing. Not knowing, like, hearing Paris Hilton's name every two seconds, you know, but it is that way now, you know, her, her, her thing's over, her, her 15 minutes or 15 years or whatever fame or, or kind of done, so it's over. So I guess one day we might actually see Kardashian and Kanye in a situation like that, too, but the sad part is that they'll just be Kardashian number two, Kanye number two, you know what I mean? As soon as these clowns move out of the picture, there'll be another clown to hop into the makeup. Yeah, I, know I mean, I mean, the yeah. thing is that uh, we as a society just love a freak show, and, and Kanye and Kim Kardashian, they they were the king and queen of the freak show for a while. Yeah, I didn't want to read the article because that would be professional, but yeah. it said something about like his uh, mental health was a. She's blaming mental health, um, supposedly. Well, well, I have a question. Can I claim mental health for just hearing all of this crap that ke- kept on coming from the two of them throughout all the years of them being together? 
I mean, all the tabloids and all, all, all the things about them being together and all the crazy stunts that both of them did. I mean, can, can I claim mental health on that? No, you have to be rich and famous. You oh. have to be rich and famous to be able to be excused for your mental health. For your mental oh, health man. to be for your mental health to work in your favor, you have to be rich and famous, unfortunately. But if you can climb to the heights of rich and fame, then then, then I can delve into my mental uh, issues. Okay. Then society, yeah, then society well then society will start to care about your mental health. And that's very sad. But you know what? Matthew Fisher and Boom Bastard cares about your health right now, buddy. Well, that's good to hear. That's good to know that someone cares about my mental health. Because it's always that those two don't care about my mental health with all the stress, all the crap they kept on throwing out there. <laughs> who, who, who we talk? Who? What? Kim Kardashian? Kanye? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I if mean, you think, if you think for two seconds Kim Kardashian and, Car- and Kanye West care about you, that then I now I worry about your mental health. <laughs> if you actually th- think that they worry about you, I, I now I'm I'm sending well, paramedics well, to your well, house well, right now. Well, actually, I mean, I mean, I mean, come on, I mean. They, they they care about my mental health. I mean, it's obvious. I mean, Kanye was tight with Trump, and Trump cares about my mental health, right, man? And that's what I thought. I thought he was all for the people. I thought all of them were all for the people. I think, like, in everybody's life, there might be might be 20 people that care about them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, in, in, a, like in a major way, like, People care about people, but I think that uh, out for people like I think that there might only be twenty people in somebody's life that might actually step in and try and help a situation. Yeah, um, you know, in a, in a sense of like seeing somebody go down a bad path, uh, it's one of those weird things where even when even when people see that, it's kind of it's a difficult thing of when when do you step in and you know what I mean. Um, but yeah, what kind. Uh, and who's to say Kanye don't have real mental health shit? He does crazy things, and to each his own. Everybody's fighting their own battle type situation, and I guess we 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 don't have with with all that. You know, he's an asshole for sure, but with all that fame and madness that comes with that, it's enough to make anybody crazy. I think you know what I mean. Um, yeah, you got all the money that you could kind of want and you got, you could be able to go do whatever you kind of want. And you got all this, you, you you got the praise, but you also have the hate as well, which you can deal with that. You know what I mean? But just the everyday weird pressures of, you know, once you're famous, like that, like the whole going, being able to go out and do things. I know it's COVID now, so it doesn't really matter, but I do assume that the, the, the height of super super stardom um, is gotta be, um, you know, a burden, of course, because just going out to the grocery store is a problem. Going out to eat, you know, going out to pay your bill. Just go think of the small things that you do. Yeah, you know, but but I, I, yeah. I mean, I I totally agree with you on that. But I mean, it's I mean, the thing I always find hilarious is when you have like people like Kim Kardashian and Kanye and like. Those people trying trying to, you know, uh, use that card. It's like, okay, yeah, we all. I mean, I mean, anyone can have mental is- issues and all that. But when you have so much money, you know, you can actually get treatment for those mental issues. 
and a lot of people don't have the money to get treatment for the uh, for their mental issues. So I mean, they're not in the same category, and you know. <laughs> yeah, no, I hear you. It's a delicate, it's a delicate line to cross because you can never really, you can never really pinpoint somebody else's mental deal because you know who's to say what's really going on in their head. And if it is something that's a, like a medical thing that can't be can't be helped, then who's to say what what's really going on in their head? It could be, could be a, a you know, depression could be te- it's a terrible deal. It could be uh, straight insanity. You know what I mean? So. I try not to be too judgmental, even when I'm judgmental. I guess I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I guess but, I'm bad. <laughs> yeah, you're bad to the bone, man. I'm but it's evil. like yeah, it's a weird deal, you know. But I hear you. Um, it, it goes back to that whole money can't money don't buy happiness. You know what I mean? Oh well, yeah, I think to help you. Money, money, money can't buy happiness, but it can buy enough. It I think buy, that, yeah, it can buy enough to to. Uh, to uh, dull the pain, how should I say? Dull the pain. Well, they feel yeah. like you're happy. Well, the, yeah, the mental illness is the problem because the depression. You know what I mean? Where you could have everything in the world, and if you just have that that depression in you, you're gonna, you might not, maybe not depressed that you that that, that you don't have that like you, that. You know, right now, somebody regular, regular Joe Blow that has to struggle might be depressed that hey, I can't buy this or I can't buy that you know somebody they can buy that shit would have the same depression because they can buy that stuff but they still have the sadness I don't think it's the possessions and stuff around you that makes the like it's more the mental health things more of like uh the mental condition you know what I mean so like yeah I know so yeah but like and I hear where you're coming from where they got money and they shouldn't be worried about it but well I I I mean I'm not saying that they shouldn't be worried about it it's just that it's one of those things. Go that, buy the guy. You can pay for the for the to fix it. Yeah, I hear I, you. I mean, I mean, the thing is, I mean, maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm just you know, whatever. Yeah. But I mean, when 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 you have people like that, I mean, I I I know that we all have issues and we all have to learn how to deal with them. Right. But there, when when you have pretty much the ability to deal with those issues and you still make a big scene a scene about it it's like you know either try to help other people or try to help you know the situation don't i mean like i said maybe it's just me but and when when you have all that money and and those resources right uh, that a lot of other people don't have yeah i mean yeah, I mean, I mean, I just think that you know, it's better to try to, even if you don't want to, you know, help other people. That's fine. You just want to help yourself, but you know, you can make the conscious effort to deal with it, you know, on your own and not make like these big spectacles about it. And I just think it's a big cry for attention, which, yeah. um, I mean, we all, you know, like uh, a lot of people like attention and, and that's, that's okay. But I mean, it's, like I said, I, I just, I have yeah, a hard time yeah, yeah. feeling sympathy. It's a weird vibe. Yeah. yeah I'm having you. a hard time feeling sympathy for like people like them. 
I mean, no, I hear you. But in the same, in the same sense, you got to understand that I know that you do. That you know, mental health and depression is a crazy thing. Where even though you have all these things, and you're, you're in this sad mood, so you you're looking at these things and you're not going, "Oh, I have these things. I should be happy." You're looking at it and you're getting more sad because you're like, "I have these things. There's no reason for me to be this sad, but I'm this sad. I'm just miserable." And like that's how this it. it elevates you know what i mean it's like one of those things so like there's the, the self-hatred i think is even more in, in a way can come in even i'm not here to pick straws of who feels worse in this world yeah. you know what i mean because i feel that everybody feels an equal amount of pain and they feel like they feel more pain than everybody else because they're the one feeling it but they're all we're all kind of on the same page even and I, it's a mental thing, so I don't think it's even. So even when you have that money, yeah, if you if you got the right mind state to say, look, what am I, what am I upset about, and pull themselves out of it, then and kind of beat that, then then that that that's the same sense of somebody without money be, pull, going, hey, I got, I'm walking around, you know, I, my my loved ones are healthy, I'm healthy. What am I to have to be upset about? You know what I mean? It's I think it's the same type of deal, but yeah, I'm with you that it is interesting that when 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 they go cry, it's like a, a very public cry for help when they don't need it type deal. I do. Yeah, I understand I, that. I'm with you on that. Yeah. I mean, I mean, like, I mean, like you and I have discussed about, you know, those who like to play the victim. Okay. Yeah. And I just, I, it's just the impression that I get whenever, you know, Kim or Kanye, you know, you know, make a big stink about, you know, something. It, it, it That's how it always came across to me. You also and have they, to, you also have to take into consideration the psychotic fans they have too. So like every time they have an article about how they're, they're going through this mental health, they're getting emails or messages, not all of them, but they, I'm sure they get some of their fan mail where it's these people saying, you know, when you talked about mental health, you saved my life. So now they feel like them talking about it publicly is saving other people's lives. So that might be a reason why they're so public about it. But like, this is all who, this is all who's to say, because you know what I mean? It all depends on the person and and the mental state uh, of where it's coming from. But let's, let's jump into, let's not get so depressed. Let's not put ourselves in a mental, mental state here. This is supposed to be fun times. Um, I, you know, if you want to talk about fun times, we can talk about how uh, Kanye's mental health will not affect the custody battle because uh, Kim Kardashian wants to be able to party on the weekend and find her new 25-year-old boyfriend. So she doesn't care if Kanye West. Well, well I have a question. Does he have to be 25? How about 39? I mean, I'm 39, almost 40. You know, I, I think uh, me and Kim can get I'll work something out. Judging by your her past boyfriends, I don't think you and Kim Kardashian would have too much in common. Oh uh, well, I, hey, hey, we don't need to have anything in common. We just have to be crazy fun people, right? I would love to see a reality show in ten years of Kim Kardashian and Alexander Hawk married <laughs> with their like teenager kids telling Alex to go fuck himself and like <laughs> treat him like dog shit. Uh, I'll comment one more thing on this. And if you want to comment as well, um, the big article says, you know, Kanye's mental health issues won't affect the joint custody. Uh, of course they won't. Um, there's more. If, you know, if Kanye West was walking around with fucking bloody machetes taped to his hands, I think should still give him because 
Uh, she's not going to want to upset his fans, which are her fans, by saying, Kanye, Kim won't let him see his kids. You know what I mean? You got that thing. If he, if Kanye kills one of the kids, you know, there's more publicity for Kim. Um, and then the whole deal of, you know, now she gets more more time to herself. I mean, they got four or five kids, I think. So it's a, it's a, they're always going to be around type deal. And I'm sure they both have their, I'm sure there's a nanny system um, in place that really, you know, really does the the labor of the kids. I believe, I don't know for sure, speculation, speculation. Um, But yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm not surprised. Like I'm not surprised that she's going to give them joint custody. Why would she not give them, why would she not give them like joint custody of the kid? That's kind of fucking ridiculous. So, you know, moving, moving uh, next article we got up here. Um, we got Chris D'Elia, stand-up comedian. He uh, had a nice emotional, gets emotional over the sexual misconduct allegations. For anybody out there that, you know, isn't, isn't familiar with Chris D'Elia, stand-up comedian, uh, good-looking dude, with like, maybe like in his 30s. He was kind of fucking killing it. Uh, he has a podcast. I think that was big. This dude was blowing the fuck up in a big way. Um, and then, you know, somebody, some people came out and said that I think, I think it was underage girls were emailing him and he was emailing back with them. I don't know if he did anything with them, but I know that it was like a, um, it was something like that with underage girls. And I think they tried to get him for grooming girls, um, which you're familiar with grooming, right? Hawk? You do that? Isn't that one of the things you do? <laughs> um, yeah. Funny. Um, Hawk does yeah. not groom. Hawk yes. does not groom in any way. Take a look. Yes, at it. yes, I, I, I definitely do not groom. Um, but uh, yeah, trying to get uh, girls, you know, um, you know, molded into, you know, whatever the yeah. uh, the person wants. Yeah, it's um, like you meet them young, you meet them at like fifteen years old as fans, and then you stay, you stay friendly with them, and you get in their head until they're the age of consent. That's grooming. So then you kind of build uh, either a, a sex partner or even deviant, I guess, a sex slave or whoever, yeah. uh, whatever these people are doing. And, um, you know, definitely dark and twisted shit. But, uh, yeah, he was all upset. So he was he was crying about it. Who's to know what? I don't know what actually happened. So I don't there's not really much to get into with that. Um, I don't know the full story. So I don't want to speculate. Uh I do know that, uh, you know, cancel culture is a big deal and certain people uh, are getting called out for their bullshit. And uh, some people, unfortunate people, I think, are getting wrapped up in maybe just getting sucked into the the black hole of it. Um, Maybe not for the right reasons, you know, but that goes with everything. Um, And of course, he's going to be upset because I think this whole his whole world ended. He was a dude that was on the come up. You know, and the sexual predator shit's heinous, you know what I mean? Um, and it'll be around forever, that tag of it, you know what I mean? So, like, the people that do it, by all means, fuck them, and they can wear that tag. But I really feel bad for folks. And this Chris D'Elia dude could have been someone who did it. I don't know. But for the people that, that don't do it and get that tag, I feel bad because it's ugly. You know, yeah. then you, you have kids later in life. You know, you have a daughter or whatever. They're going to find out their dad was a fucking rapist. Like, that ain't no good. 
You know what I mean? Um, it ain't no good if it's real, and it definitely ain't no good if it's fucking false accusations. You know what I mean? That stuff's very damaging to a lot of people. You know what I mean? Um, of course, the victim um, that it happened to, um, and uh, fa- all both families, and uh, if the dude was wrongly accused, and maybe somebody else did it, or I don't know, whatever the story is fabricated or whatever, because that stuff happens too. We can't we can't deny the fact that you know allegations for, uh, that have been made in this world on certain folks in the existence of alleging uh, have been there's that there's been some negative allegations out there we can all agree on that um, so it's really kind of a weird deal you know what's your take on on this whole this whole thing well I mean I I, I agree with you on 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 pretty much all of that. I mean, the fact is, and I mean, our, you know, um, our society is supposed to be based on everyone's innocent until proven guilty. Yeah. Uh, now, that is not the case anymore. That, right. that is not the case. That is out the window. Uh, ever since social media has, you know, kind of taken the uh, reins of social justice. And the fact is, he could be totally, you know, responsible and totally uh, doing these things, or it could be just, you know, another uh, person, you know, someone wanted to uh, knock him down a few pegs and then, you know, use this as a way to do it. And the fact is that uh, another thing I've noticed is, uh, you'll have, you know, people going on on this crusade and let's say go after someone who's an accused rapist, okay? And then, I don't know if anyone remember, but uh, at the beginning of the Me Too movement and when all these things were happening with Weinstein and all that, there was, uh, they went after Senator Al Franken because... He did, uh, I guess he was like on a plane with like a a woman who, you know, uh, and I guess there was some animosity between the two of them. And he got a picture taken of him, you know, standing away from her uh, doing the, you know, honking boob sign, you know, with his hands, with a dumb look on his face. I don't think they were, I don't think it was even animosity. I think it was just, I think like they were friends. Well, I I don't know. I, I, I mean, the picture. Well, anyway, getting to the point, I'm trying okay. to get, get to that uh, point. Get to that point. Trying yeah. to get is is the fact is that everyone seems to be putting like something like that in the same category as like a rapist. Okay. Yeah. Ever since this Me Too movement, and the thing is that, okay. What did he do? Okay, it was stupid, immature, and all that. And maybe, yeah, you should be like, come on, dude. You know, that wasn't an adult thing to do. But still not the same level as someone who prays and attacks a woman. And the thing is that so many times I feel like people... People like things to be easy. They don't want things to be black and white. So... If someone does something like that, which is, you know, you know, male chauvinist, stupid, and, you know, should be called out for it, definitely. But 
you shouldn't be going after him with the same ferocity that you're going after someone who's a serial rapist. Okay, because those are not on the same level. Yeah, they're they're part of a problem that we have to address. But you have to attack each problem uh, at the level that the problem is. Yeah. Because, I mean, honestly, if you attack someone with the same ferocity as a rapist for doing something like that, what they're going to think is, well, maybe I should have done something more. I mean, if I'm going to be attacked for, you know, with the same ferocity that maybe, maybe I should have, you know, actually did what, uh, some, something even worse. And, and the fact is I'm totally for, you know, the calling out and, and, and taking care of these issues. I just think that you have to, try to attack each issue at the level the issue is. Because if you attack an, a small level issue with the same you know, um, veracity as, as a higher issue, then the people who did the lower issue are going to say, then, well, I might as well have done something more because I'm getting attacked at the same you know, veracity if I did something really bad. Right. I mean, unfortunately, that's that's how things are, and I mean, I and and whether this guy uh, did or didn't, I mean, the question is that you know, I don't know. I mean, I haven't seen the emails. I don't know this guy. I mean, I can't. I can't really. I mean, heck, I didn't even know his name until Matt brought him up. Yeah, but, I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, there is a big problem with our society and how men treat women unfortunately it's always been an issue and it's just that it's being brought more to light now okay than it has ever been i think um yeah you were um you were uh telling me a little bit about the josh whedon thing that was going on i'm not really familiar with it tell me real quick about um what's going on with josh whedon well i mean the thing is that again i'm other than what I've read, I mean, supposedly uh, Josh Whedon was very abusive to uh, Frisma Carpenter when he was doing uh, both Buffy and Angel. And it also has come out that supposedly he was, um, you know, not just her, but a lot of other uh, females on, on set of his, of his two classic uh, TV series. It was really, you know, and it, and it wasn't uh, it wasn't like uh, sexual abuse from her here, but it was just that you know he would demean and and you know call up and be very uh, pretty much a bully towards them. Yeah. Now, like I said, I don't know. I I know that a lot of people coming out and you know uh, against Josh on this and backing up what the other uh, women who have worked with Josh had said and. And the thing is that, uh, I mean, that's the thing that always blows my mind is when you don't need to be, I mean, I, if this is true, I mean, it, it's really saddening for me in the fact that I, I always thought, you know, Buffy and Angel were great TV shows. I, I loved yeah. watching them and especially Buffy and a lot of other shows that Josh Whedon spearheaded always kind of 
you know, pushed the the uh, um, the idea of strong women, women who you know have the power, women given women a voice. Yeah, and I think it's you know even a more shocking that you, know, you have a, have a person who's you know pretty much his most of his filmography and and all that is based around female empowerment and supposedly he's all against it in like behind closed doors or maybe just towards certain women for some reason. I mean, so he did it. Was it sexual stuff too? No, no, I did not read anything about sexual. I, um, I mean, the big thing with charisma is like, you know, he would, uh, constantly, you know, make comments about her weight and get very, aggressive with her when uh, she became pregnant, asked her if she was going to keep the baby and, you know, blamed her for, like, trying to ruin his series and 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 a lot of other things along those lines. And even before that, supposedly always very aggressive with her. And then there was another story that with uh, the actress um, Trachtenberg, who played the uh, younger sister, you know, that you know, he wasn't allowed to ever talk to her alone for some reason. They never got into why. Well, but the, I mean, so, the impression I get is just that, you know, big, I mean, if all this is to be uh, looked at face value, is that he was uh, pretty much a bully with these women, which, you know, is saddening. I, 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 I never watched the show, so, like, how big... How big of, were the roles of these actresses on the film, on the show? Uh, uh, Charisma Carpenter mm-hmm. was a series regular from the first episode of Buffy. She then became a series regular of Angel, which is a spin-off show. Yeah. She was there for, I don't know, three or f- four seasons, I think, until um, they decided to kill her off. And that was shortly after she gave birth uh, to her, her child, and and it was rumored that that was kind of a reprisal from uh, Joss, as you know, her getting pregnant without his permission, or or some something weird like that. Yeah, that's a weird. I mean, I'm not uh, the whole dynamic of when when people get when people get when 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 women get pregnant on tv shows it's a weird thing cuz it's their life and their body of course but like it's weird it's almost like you go into a contract you almost go into a contract it's a business move where you know and there's a lot of money at stake and if you getting pregnant kind of goes against whatever they were trying to do i understand accidents happen and I'm not gonna I wouldn't say abort the baby by any means but it I can see like the weird line there you know what I mean if you've got a hit show that's rocking and rolling doing doing great and then that monkey wrench comes into it and I'm not saying it a bad thing but it's definitely a monkey wrench into the equation for sure um and I don't know how we treat how we how we treated them um but I could definitely see there being some friction over that now I know, Darren, you know, when, you, when you're pregnant, your emotions can be high. So maybe certain things were said that 
were extreme or maybe they were taken too, ext- too extreme. You never know. Um, if she was there from the beginning of the show, I'm sure she developed a comfortableness and, you know, uh, a steadiness uh, of her standing in the show. So I feel like she might be one to speak up if she was, you know, had an issue with something and studio, you know, studio heads and show heads don't like hearing anybody speak up no matter what sex you are. Um, so that, you know, but it's weird. I've never met the dude and he's been on top of the world for years. So who's to say he didn't have, uh, some type of like issue with the way he would talk to people or something, you know, I mean, it's good to hear that it wasn't sexual. At least you hear so much of that these days that it's still a bad thing, but it's kind of a breath of fresh air that he's just being, just being difficult, so to speak, instead of at, you know, doing like, you know, yeah, I feel sexual I mean, a, wor- a little more worse, you know, more damage is being done upstairs, I feel, uh, with that. But still not cool, I guess. We don't really know what happened. Um, has his side came out and said anything about the accusations? Actually, from what I've heard, he's, he's still, still uh, running silent. I don't think he's put out anything about it. Um, I mean, it's... Uh, yeah, I mean, like I said, I don't know. I, I've, I've been a fan of Josh Whedon for a while. And, you know, I always got the impression he was a pretty cool guy. But, you know, I mean, be, be, being a fan, being someone who has, has no feet on the ground experience with the guy or the shows or anything like that. And, you know, anything could be going on behind the scenes. And I'm I'm sad to hear that, you know, supposedly all these women are coming out. And, of course, I mean, I can understand um, being, you know, an actor or an actress when you're on a show like that and someone like this, uh, like Josh, uh, who's the showrunner, who's the director, you know, starts to give you a hard time. Uh, you don't speak out. You bury a lot of it inside because you worry about your career. You worry how this is going to look. And like you said, I mean, producers don't want to hear that there's any problems. And if there's any problems, a lot of times, you know, they just ignore it, especially if, like, at that time, Josh was kind of the king of the world, you know, uh, yeah. making a lot of money, a lot of good things for uh, for those higher ups. So, but in the same sense, you know, sometimes a producer's job isn't easy where you have to get real with people. Yeah, but they mean, don't like it. Yeah, yeah. But I'm but, not saying that's what happened and I'm, you know, I'm not defending anything. I'm yeah. just saying that there's a yin and a yang to that actor's story, you know what I mean? Hey, I mean, I understand. Like I said, I mean, unless you're actually there and saw how everything was going down, right. You can't really 100% be sure. I'm like like we're just being devil's advocates, just throwing out. Has anybody else said anything? Uh, to like Sarah Michelle or any of the bigger people? Yeah, yeah. I've, uh, Sarah Michelle, um, uh, pretty much uh, Lisa Dushku. Oh, Dushku. Uh, all of them. Yeah, yeah all of them all had, of them had said that, uh, that that Joss Whedon was a bully and was really? uh, unprofessional with with them. And I oh. mean, when when you have so many people constantly coming forward, I mean, it it's like I said, it's definitely not looking good. It's um, a weird, yeah, it's a weird vibe. Um, 
Yeah. And plus, also, the fact is, you know, you don't hear anything from Joss's side. Well, I mean, of course, then again, I mean, uh, uh, what he's going to do, he's going, he's going to, of course, say that, you know, things are blown out of proportion and all that. So, I mean, unfortunately, yeah. it's, it's, I mean. Look at this. It's yeah. super tough for, 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 for everybody involved, even, even Josh's weed inside, because like when you, like, with the way that it is right now, he could either come out and say, look, maybe I was mean, I apologize. And there's certain people that will see that weakness and hop on it, and then more allegations will come out. Or he could say, you know what, fuck you. I wasn't doing anything wrong. And then he's going to upset that, that the side of people, and then allegations, more harsher allegations will pop off. Like this is the conversation he sat down with his agent and manager and had. And they were like, you're better off not to say anything. If it pursues, then say something. But right now, lay dormant and let it brush on, let it just kind of wash away in the fucking water. You were just a bully. There's so many scumbags. Any day now, another predator will pop up and they'll forget about you being a bully. That's what he's doing. You know what I mean? Probably, um, yeah. You know, that's in. It's a wild world, and even in a, even low budget, like me and you have both worked on films in the no budget film where people on set were bullies or fucking people on set were attempting to fuck anything that would let them fuck them. You know what I mean? Even on like the small no budget world, you see that shit, and there's scumbaggy people that you 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 always say, ugh, you know. There are people that we 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 have bad taste in our mouth to this day too. And that was from sexual predator shit from what we had to do to him. Um, but um, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Like they're there every, in every, every walk of it, they're there from no budget to the biggest budgets of all time. Those people are walking around polluting and corrupting it, what, what it is, you know, it's like the, the, the horror community, the indie no budget horror community had a big fucking thing this week about a fil- filmmakers that were, were doing an Indiegogo campaign and yeah, that, that, uh, yeah, they had a bunch, I think they had like, I'm not going to spec, I'm, this is all speculation because dickhead filmmakers that try to rob everybody are the first dickhead filmmakers that try to sue everybody too. So speculation goes that um, they, they, they said they had a bunch of people in uh, attached to the film that were not attached to the film uh, and they were found out about that. Um, and they were, I guess, t- they were making big money by f- people thinking that, you know, these people were in the film when they weren't. So I guess when, when the shit went down, they did, they pulled something where you can't get your money back uh, type deal. I don't know, some fucking, I don't know with all the details, why, mainly why I'm not speculating too deep. But um, yeah, like that, that. And then a couple months ago, there was an, in, in our community, there was this other like no budget filmmaker that popped up out of the blue that was like a fucking pedophile. Just yeah. weird, crazy shit, dude. Like it's everywhere. Like every way you look at scumbags and snakes and fucking the business is wild. Um, maybe that's why so many people, when they don't, when they finally come to that realization that they're not going to be a big Hollywood filmmaker or a big Hollywood star, usually just dip out because once you get to that place, if you don't really love what you're doing, it's like, why am I here with these people? (laughs) You know what I mean? Uh, Because it's the majority of them are all negative people that just kind of lay dormant and want to, you know, kind of 
keep you in a negative place with them. You know, there's a, a good amount of them, not all of them. There's a lot of really good people out there too, but um, yeah, it's a weird vibe. You know, so the whole the whole entertainment game is filled with it from the very, very bottom to the very, very top. I don't think it'll ever stop either. Uh, you know, we've met a few people that got into this whole business because they want to do things like that, not because they actually want to make films or care about making films, which is very sad. But they're yeah. there. And uh, that's just in our journeys. We've met them, those folks. And if you really look at the... What we've done, we have, we've only done a few amount of projects and think of all the scumbags we've came across. Yeah, yeah. It, it, put it this way, we've run across more scumbags than we have movies. So, you know. More scumbags than a used condom factory, kid. Yeah. Scumbag. Anybody out there don't know what a scumbag is? A scumbag is a condom. <laughs> so I should have said a condom factory, kid. More more scum. We got more scum for your bag over here at the Boom Bash the Guest. So, yeah, that wildness. Who else? Well, didn't somebody else just get caught up in some weird, some weird, uh, they got to get canceled out. Yeah, I know Whedon was in there. Then that Army Hammer dude was an interesting yeah. thing. We won't speculate because I don't know too much about it. Um, so, uh, supposedly uh, he and Hannibal Lecter uh have a very discerning palate. Yeah, supposedly there was some women that speculate that there was some women that came out and said that he had f- fantasies of like eating their flesh, and um, I guess numerous girls said this, and some ex-girlfriends said, "Yeah, yeah, that's how he is." Now that's just the crazy part. Now the the, the lunacy part comes in where supposedly during COVID he he decided to move into a abandoned hotel with his friend to rebuild it which is all cool and fine and dandy. But then I guess supposedly found like three mangled bodies of women nearby, um, which, you know, would cause speculation with those claims. You know what I mean? And Army Hammer is a weird dude where he's got a great look. He was almost made in a test tube, it looks like. And he's got a great name, too. Um, And he came out of fucking nowhere. He was just this name that popped up out of nowhere. I remember him being an Edgar, was it? Was it Edgar the... um, um, what was the movie that he fucking did, Hawk? You know, what, you're, you're making one? me drown. I'm, you're letting me drown here. I'm, I'm sorry, <laughs> dude. I I can't think of 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 which one with Leo and Army. I know Army Hammer did the uh, Lone Ranger with Johnny Depp. I think he Army Hammer was um man. I don't know why this escapes me. Leo DiCaprio did a movie and I believe he was in a wheelchair. It was a big makeup job. Wait, 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 wait. His boyfriend. About Hoover? FBI, Hoover. Uh, yeah, I think that, was, that might have been it. But I know he did Hoover. He also did the a- aviator where he was uh, yeah. the other guy. I forget his name off the top of my head. But yeah. The other guy. Yeah, you know. Um, the, the eccentric millionaire. Yeah, the guy that's... T- he was a filmmaker as well. I'm a, his name escapes me at this moment as well. Howard Hawks? Howard the Hughes? Yes, Howard Hughes. Yeah, Leo played Howard Hughes. He also played uh, Hoover, but he didn't play any president as far as I know. I know. I, yeah, I, it could have been that. 
He was some big fucking weird political Illuminati type. Well, yeah, I, well, that would be Hoover. Hoover and then he was doing. Uh, was big in that shit. Army was his played his 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 fucking boyfriend in it. He had like a secret love. That, that, is, that is definitely Hoover because Hoover, you know, uh, supposedly, uh, you know, uh, you know, had boyfriends. Hammer had the worst fucking makeup job in my and in, in, I've ever seen in my life in that movie. Yeah, let's see. They, they, the makeup people should have been fucking ashamed of themselves. It was like it was like it was like a spoof where you take like if you did an experiment, and you were like, we're gonna make a fifty million dollar movie, but we're gonna we're gonna hire a special effects makeup artist off the fucking Craigslist that that never did it before, and that's like what they got for that makeup. Okay, the movie everyone is J. Edgar. He played Hoover, and yes, Army Hammer was in that movie. I just double checked that. I mean, to be perfectly honest, I never saw the movie. I only saw the trailers. Does Army Hammer his meat like veil before he eats it? The, the flesh of women? That's a cool- uh, he, I don't know, man. Maybe, uh, he probably, you know, you know, uh, sautés it with a, a, a nice Chianti. <laughs> I support him being the next Hannibal Lecter. I support that reboot of Silence of the Lambs. He can be Buffalo Bill. <laughs> Buffalo Army. <laughs> Buffalo Army. Hey, I'd fuck put, with put the lotion on the skin or you get the hose. It puts the nails in the pouch to fix the elevator shaft. The um, You got to be careful because he'll come eat your flesh up. Army Hammer is too much like Armor Hammer. Arm and Hammer. What the fuck is going on with that? Yeah. Is he made from, is he, is he corporation made in a test tube? Is that his whole deal? And that's why he eats fucking women because he's an alien? He can't, he doesn't Probably. eat human, he doesn't eat food that humans eat? The fuck? What a world, homie. What a world, dude. What a world we live in. What a tale, what a, what a, what a wild tale we weave over here, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, with a little Uzi Vert, was that your rapper, your boy, the rapper? Who? I think his name was. He got the fucking uh, jewel put into his forehead. Oh, uh, I I don't know that guy's name. Uh, but yeah, I heard about him uh, putting a jewel in his forehead. I mean, it's like... What's his name, Alex? Huh? If I had enough money to get a jewel, I would not be putting it in my friggin' forehead. Really? Thank you very much. It would mess up my beautiful complexion. Oh, that's not nice. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean... Well, what can you do, you know? I just find it amazing with all these people, you know, doing these, you know, things to themselves to, you know, try to, uh, I guess, uh, make themselves more noticeable. But, you know, you just sit back and you look at them and like, really, dude? You know that after you do that, there's real... There's really no coming back from doing something like that. Well, it just I want to like pluck it out. It looks like one of those things that you would like pluck out. You could pluck it out with your fingers and it would make like a pop sound and it'd probably feel good on his behalf. Yeah. But without uh, the jewel, he'll he'll be walking around with this friggin' dent in his head. You can just tell everybody it's a gunshot and sell more records. Yeah, um, I got more on former MLB star Johnny Damon, one of our boys from the Red Sox back in the day. Kid, uh, he 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 was uh, got arrested for a DUI, 
And uh, he just wanted everybody to know that jail's no fun. In case anybody was wondering. You know what else is not fun? Looks like being Johnny Damon, dude. Uh, Johnny Damon used to be like a good looking dude. He looks like the fucking chief from like One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest now. I don't know what happened to him. Um, it looked like Val Kilmer and fucking Vigo, the fucking Carpathian, joined for- forces and tried to become the same person. Well, well, you, you know, jail changes a man. Jail changes a man. Yeah, it sure does. It makes him into a lady sometimes. That's yeah. kind of what looks like it's going on with Johnny Damon. I remember Johnny Damon was the shit fucking 10, 15 years ago when he was in the Red Sox. Dude, all the ladies loved him. And now they don't love him no more. He's drinking himself to death. He looks like fucking he's doing the Jim Morrison dance the hard way. The fucking two-step. Two-step into the fucking... He just needs a bathtub and one more bottle of booze and he's fucking ready to go, dude. It was kind of weird seeing him all fucked up. He looks really fucked up. Anybody out there want to know what really fucked up looks like in the definition? Uh, the definition of that shit? You check the dictionary for Johnny Diamond, kid. It's right there. Um... You know, Ted Cruz, you hear about Ted Cruz, nice guy. Everybody's fucking in his state's freezing to death. He takes his family to a resort. That was very nice of him. Well, well, I mean, the best part of that is his explanation. He's like, oh, yes, I was just being a good father, you know, uh, escorting my daughter uh, down to, you know, uh, Cancun to hang out with her friends. And I'm like, yeah, but uh, you go down there with your wife, right? Why can't your wife do that, you know, and you stay home and, and do your job? Or at least, you know, do what you do all the other times when shit hits the fan. Sit at your desk with your finger up your ass. The daughter was quoted as saying, this is the first time he was ever a good dad. Probably. Probably. Uh, it's... I mean, it, it's funny because uh, someone uh, did a tweet after this trying to say, well, you know, what could he actually do, you know, during this time? I mean, you know, it's not like, you know, uh, he could just, you know, fly down and fix the problem. And I'm like, yeah, but it's, it's there's, there's rule number one about politics, okay? Even I know this, is that if you – have a group of constituents and they are in uh, facing hard times okay whether you do something or you don't do anything to help them the last thing you want to do is be seen going somewhere else having a good time while they're having a bad time no one wants to see that and you know it's like and he's like well you know i should have thought more about this and you know, it was bad timing. I'm like, dude, yeah. I mean, seriously. I mean, even if all you do is just sit in your desk and play solitaire while all this shit's going down, that's still a better look than being caught, you know, go, going on the airport, going to Cancun and hanging out in, in Mexico. Oh, you know, the place that you really didn't want people to come from? Yeah. You know, that place? You wanted to help your friend build a wall? Yeah, it's it's okay for you to go down there, but then we come up here. That that that's wrong. Yeah. I, I, I just find that kind of funny. 
Yeah, the people you represent and supposed to take care of can die with a can freeze to death with a smile on their face if they if they think you're at least in the in the habitat, going through what they're going through with them. It's a little too. It's a little hard, even after they're dead, and it's a little hard to take that smile off the face. Yeah. Um. You know, when you when 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 they 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 lose respect for you in life and in death. It's a terrible situation. Well, then again, I don't think anyone really has respect for Cruz. I mean, well, it's, and he thinks that all he thinks all these all these people are going to die and they're not going to be able to vote for him anyways. So why would he care about their lives? Yeah, um, he, he's trying to do you know one last hurrah before you know the uh, the uh, checks run out. What a guy! Yeah, what a guy! You know what I mean? Yeah, remember. Cruise with cruise down to Cancun. Take a cruise and it'll be all right. Um, Baywatch, uh, Baywatch star Pam Landis in a new hubby, lay in a bed and talk and take questions on Facebook on uh, Facebook Live Ooh. or Instagram Live or something like that. Uh, who, who's her new hubby? I don't know. Some kid. Some kid looks like he's twenty years old. <laughs> She looks like yeah. she died a couple years ago. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, I mean, <laughs> you know, the, the, the sure way to always feel young is making sure that you keep on marrying people who are at least, you know, 20 years or 30 years younger than you are. That's how yeah. you feel young. She left a very cringeworthy video for the Hall of Fans to see. They they talked about they had a ceremony at their wedding, releasing all the demons from them. Uh, uh. you know, whenever you whenever you need to release demons, uh, you gotta take you gotta take note. You gotta take note of anybody anybody who tells that they need to release demons from their body every now and then is usually something you want to take note of. Yeah, um, well, when I release a demon, I usually um, grab some air freshener. I remember the the video of her releasing uh, Tommy Lee's demon years ago. That was pretty good. That was good times. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, she took that demon. She took that demon straight into her. You're wild. You're fine. Every, every, every inch. It was enough. We had Ch- Chad Wheeler, uh, NFL lineman, football player, got wrestled by the police. You know, that's always nice. I always get a laugh when I hear about all these big foosball players that fight it out with cops and never get killed like like all of us would. You know, if you're if you're just a civilian, it's very easy for you to fucking die by cop. Um, you got to go out of your way not to fucking make sure you die sometimes by cop. And then you see these weirdo people, these fucking privileged, spoiled athletes that have everything fucking given to them. I wish depression on these motherfuckers. Crying about their life all the time. They got fucking everything. Scumbag. Oh, man. I, uh, I, I didn't I make that touchdown. I'm going to cry. I'm horrified when they don't get killed. They should kill more fucking football players on their porch to, to equal out the people that killed the streets. Fuck these people, man. I remember I watched a video not too long ago of this dude. Horrifying. Uh, my go-to place for videos. I used to go to Live Leaks to see all my wild shit. Now I go to Willie D's Instagram page. Shout out Willie D of the Ghetto Boys. Our boy Willie D. We've seen Willow, Willie D and the Ghetto Boys perform at the Gathering. Uh, 2019 Boombastic Films was in the house and the Boombastic cast. Um, we were right by the Ghetto Boys. They had a booth by us. 
Uh, Bushwick Bill's son has a copy of DJ Stand the Man. He's a good dude. Rest in peace, Bushwick Bill. Um, and they fucking did a crazy ass performance that I have footage on my phone that one day we should actually put all that shit into something and put it up somewhere. Um, long story short, you know what I'm saying? I was talking about Willie D's Instagram. You go there, you watch some good shit. I watched a video of this white dude. I don't know what the fuck he was on Alex, but he was on some serious shit. Um, and the video picks up with him him with a big stick and he's like walking after the sheriff and uh he's fucking slapping the sheriff on top of the head with this stick and uh again you know you it's one of those things where you know people go hey well if that was this person they'd be fucking dead and i agree with them 110 percent um this dude was getting he was getting the the he was getting the, the the nice treatment way too long but don't worry that nice treatment eventually stops, don't you worry. So he's following this dude, right? And he's like this artistic guy. He's got the blue jeans, uh, graphic tee with like the overcoat, like the sport coat deal, you know that. Uh, he's like a, probably a real estate guy or something, maybe sells cars or something. Um, and I don't know, he shows a button like in the like like that was supposed to like his Illuminati button or something like that button was supposed to get him out of jail free card and um he kept following the cop I think that might have been something up with him uh maybe some mental shit as well as some drug shit um for a while and for a good amount of that he thought nothing was gonna happen and then you know there was a dude in a car that they were walking towards and like right when they got to that car the guy was he shot, he, he fucking shot the dude. And that guy took like 12 shots. I kid you not, which is why I assume him to be on some type of drug or something, because that's I would probably, say probably nine bath salts. That's either nine millimeter shots or 40 caliber shots. Um, which, which, you know, you can take a couple nine millimeter shots and still stay in the game. But, like, the 40 cal would be a bigger problem for you. Um, but this dude would took him, and he took, like, the first, like, 10 of them like it was nothing. Like, it, like, like, it, was, like, they didn't even, like it didn't even happen. Uh, but he felt, by the time number 10 got around, he was feeling him pretty deep. It was a painful adventure for him. Yeah. So, like, he went down. It was pretty graphic. Anybody likes those weirdo videos of people getting shot up and killed? Um Check out Willie D's Instagram page. But that was horrifying. That was pretty rough. I figured I'd mention that for this. Um, but it was one of those deals. You know what I mean? Huck, when was the last time you seen somebody die on the camera? Well, to be perfectly honest, I, I mean, <laughs> the only time would be um, when I was hanging out with you. Uh, oh, my. You, you opened, uh, you showed me like uh, these series of I don't know where they were. I mean, one was, I think, in Africa. One was, you know, uh, a guy walking down the airport that uh, uh, was, I think, uh, 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 supposedly raped a a guy's daughter, and the guy uh, killed him right there. His son. Yeah. That's a famous one. Yeah, that's the one. That's a very famous one where there's the, uh, anybody who looks at these type of videos will know this right off the bat. This is the famous one of the dude who uh, some guy raped his, kidnapped and raped his son. 
Um, so when they, they caught him and they brought him back, it was in an airport and the father pretended to be talking on a pay phone. And when the, when they, when the when the cops walked by with the guy behind him, he just turned around real quick and like, boom, blasted the dude in the head. Um, it wasn't like an exploding headshot, but it was effective. It was effective. Um, and, and he went down for the count. He took the, the knockout on that one. Um, but yeah, like the Willie, the, you know, like that stuff's getting rare. And I don't, you know, I don't, I don't, you know, tell people to go look at this wild shit. But I know that there's a certain group of people that kind of grew up seeing weird shit just because, you know, we're at the age of the internet was 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 new, and you could see all these wild and crazy and weird things on the internet. You know, while Hawkman's looking up horses, fucking girls, I'm up there looking at videos of, you know, people and and finish, finishing their movie and finishing their own personal movie, and then. Um, you know, all that stuff. No, Hawk never got into fucking horses. He's so upset that I said that. Hawk never he likes likes women fucking horses. He likes the horses. When 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 Hawk says he's going to the tracks, it ain't to go it ain't to watch the horses race. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So long story short, like back yeah, you like back in the day you could find and weird videos of madness everywhere, even YouTube. Back in the day, you could every now and then stumble down the wrong path. You know what I mean? I remember seeing some really gruesome, brutal shit on the tube of people getting really, like, fucking demolished. I remember you catch people dying on YouTube back in the day. Now everything's all monitored and you can't catch that stuff. But it's probably for a good thing because even though I've seen it all, like, I'm sure it wasn't good for me. You know what I mean? But it's just one of those deals. Um, and it's like that it's a situation where you drive by a, tr- a train wreck or you drive by a car crash. And you always kind of look because you're very curious to see what's going on. And uh, it's the same thing with weird, brutal, wild shit like that. But I don't recommend anybody just getting into it because it's one of those weird things you almost have to stumble into when you're younger. The taboo of it and be like, oh, oh, that's fucking horrifying. That's gross. I don't want to be involved in something like that type shit. Um, and then, you know, and then it, it kind of gets you ready for other things in life. Um, like, like that was pre nine 11 stuff. Like when nine 11 happened and there was, you were seeing certain pictures of people that, you know, that jumped out of the windows and horrifying shit like that. It was a little more the stomach or you see horrifying war footage. You know what I mean? Um, you know, a lot of st- the news has a lot of really bad stuff. Um, but stuff like that, you know what I mean? So, like, it's just it, we've been sensitized. Uh, but I don't know if it's a good thing. I don't know if that's exactly a good thing that we're getting soft to all this brutality and ugliness out there. But, yeah, these fucking athletes fighting with cops, I think a cop should just shotgun their fucking kneecap off and ruin their whole football career and say, you're lucky that you can at least be alive because regularly we kill you, motherfucker. Regularly, you just be dead. You a regular person, you just be dead. So they shoot their knee off, and then he'll take themselves out in a couple of years when they can't live their lifestyle anymore. Um, Phil Spector fucking dropped off recently. Anybody oh, that knows yeah. Phil Spector, of course, he was a big musical icon producer in the in the sixties uh, and seventies and eighties. Uh, more recently, he's been known for shooting the faces off of women. Um, that's more of his thing. Um, psychopath. Get out of his crazy hair. 
and his crazy <laughs> hair. Yeah, he was one of those psycho dudes that after that whole thing came out, you always you heard all these stories of being people being at parties with him and him waving his gun in people's faces and just being careless and spoiled. Um, he, all these football players that fight with cops on their porch and don't get killed, they all turn into Phil Spector later in life. So um, to do what you got to do, I guess, in a situation like that. You know, after our boy Tom Brady uh, won the Super Bowl recently, he was all drunk. Did you see that TMZ footage? Oh, yeah, yeah. So, so that uh, he was he, – <laughs> Uh, he, must be good, must, baby. It must be good to be uh, living on top of the world. Must be good to be TB, Tom Brady. See, I appreciate Tom Brady. Now, there's a gentleman I don't appreciate, which is the other dude that went over. Who, uh, Gronk? I fucking hate Gronk. Uh, Gronk scumbag. Big scumbag. Hey, hey you like want to know? Gronk's the death, like, he's like, he's he's the epitome of what I <laughs> what I hate in athletes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I mean, show next week though, so we'll we'll talk to him about it. Here's this: I don't like you, but I would love to have you on the show. Alex Hawk loves you though. Well, you want to know what my opinion on both Tom Brady and Gronk is? I got a good idea, but let's hear it. My opinion is I have no opinion. I couldn't care less one way or the other. Okay. I don't follow football. I don't follow any sports. I mean, I great. They can throw a ball and they win a game. I mean, you know, so the same with a few guys I knew in high school when we <laughs> used to play touch football, you know, after school. I mean. Is that what you guys called it? Yeah, that's what we called it, man. But, uh, I mean, yeah, I it's – like I said, I, I'm like, I have no opinion when it really comes to them. I it's And I just think that, uh, firstly, I think uh, people take, you know, sports way too seriously. Yeah. So that's me. Oh, for sure. I mean, life can get dark and disappointing as is. Why put your faith in something like sports knowing it upset even more? Well, I mean, it, it's great when you go on YouTube and you watch these, uh, like, home videos of people videotaping, uh, people watching, like, a game and their team loses or there's a fumble or something, and then they you literally see them destroy their own TVs in outrage. Yeah. I mean, I'm like, <laughs> how... how why in a million years would you destroy your own property, something you paid a lot of money to have because, you know, either your team didn't win or the guy that you wanted to catch the the uh, football didn't catch it. I, I can understand being upset, but if if you have, like, money on the game but destroy your own TV, it's like, okay, that's just a little ridiculous. Cameron Diaz is going to be returning to acting, supposedly. He hasn't done a movie since 2014. The only only person that knew that that was her. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm going to put her in a movie yeah. playing Courtney Love, because that's who she looks like now. <laughs> I, want to yeah. make, I still want to, make, I want to make a Kurt Cobain movie. In, in real talk, I, I want to make a Kurt Cobain film with Charlie Hunnam, and I want her to play Courtney Love. Um, okay. You know what I mean? That could be fun. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
You know, yeah, Courtney I mean, loves uh, quitting acting. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. You know, she said Courtney loved quit acting supposedly because she said that she was the first Me Too person, but nobody ever believed her. Which I can see that. Courtney Love is a weird case. She's kind of a fucking gigantic train wreck. She's fucking nine eleven in herself in a way. Um, it's a weird vibe. I do think she had a hand in killing Kurt Cobain. Um, yeah, I think she, you know Courtney Love, man. Her saying to me, you almost can't believe a fucking word she says just on her being Courtney Love, which is unfortunate. But that's kind of a position she put herself in. You know what I mean? Yeah. I do even know who Courtney Love is. Are you familiar with Courtney Love? Well, Outside of acting. Yeah. Well, I mean, girlfriend of Kurt Cobain, and she did some music, right? That was pretty good for that 30 seconds, putting all that together in 30 seconds. Yeah, fuck yeah. yeah. No, I know you're not a big music guy. I'm not giving you hard times. Why would I you give you me a hard, hard time? Yeah. yeah, I know, I know. I mean, like I said... I mean, my, I mean, when you talk about music, I mean, I like like a lot of older older stuff. I mean, I never really got into Kurt Cobain myself. Yeah. Um, but you know, so I mean, since I never really got into his music, I never really got into you know his whole story and the whole Courtney Love thing. I mean, I only know about it from you know what I've. Heard from, you know, the tabloids and TV and all that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I enjoyed, Nirvana was a big deal for me. I liked Nirvana a lot. Um, was very sad. Even shed a tear when Kurt Cobain killed himself off. Um, I had a poster in my room that, that, that looked like the light was shining on Kurt Cobain. Um, a weirdo guy like that. I was a super fan for a while. Still a fan. Um, Courtney Love. I enjoyed that first whole album. Uh, I could deal with the hits that they had after it. I never really dove into any more of the albums. Her acting, I never thought was, you know, people looked at her acting and like it was some fucking renaissance, you know what I mean? Where it really wasn't. She played Courtney Love pretty much in everything she did, I felt. Um, same thing like Eminem playing himself in 8 Mile. Uh, it's not really acting. I think he'd even tell you that. Um, but yeah, She's a weird, Courtney Love's a weird deal. And I hope that before she dies, she actually comes forward with what really happened. I'd have more respect for her. But um, I don't know. The whole deal's a little interesting, you know. Um, and in closing, I guess we'll talk about uh, Harry and his wife there still still acting like that they're not royal family members. Where uh, just because they're no longer living in the castle doesn't mean... Uh, anything. I'm sure that their bank accounts is uh, abundantly full with everything. Oh, come on, come on. I mean, they're living at, at a five-star hotel in, in you know, uh, Canada, right? And <laughs> you know. Yeah. I, it's, I, I always find it hilarious when you have tabloids, everyone going crazy over the royal family. And of course, my opinion always has been is like, who who really cares? But I mean, I had that same opinion about you know like Kanye West, uh, Kanye West and uh, Kim Kardashian and 
all the other celebs out there. It's like that's that's their version. Like that's their version of Kanye and Kim is them, but they're not as trashy. At least what we see. For all we yeah. know, uh, the royal family cleans up a lot of their shit. They get good PR. Um, the same way, like the, the even though they they're fucking, they live in Canada now. I think and like. If you if you think for two seconds that there isn't fucking like guardsmen like that that live next door to them that are watching them twenty four seven just to make sure that they're not killed or kidnapped for ransom to the royal family, then you're you're sadly mistaken. Um, if you think that they aren't fucking beyond rich, you're sadly mistaken. If you think that they would ever have to work a day in their life, you're sadly mistaken. Um, their job, I think, is just doing charity work. You know, they yeah. they remove themselves from the the family, but it's only they really just moved. That's really all it is. Is they just wanted to move? It's like they wanted to move out of their parents' house. That's what it was. That's all they really did at the end of the day. Nothing else changed. And anything else that they they said changed is all on paper and press. All right. And he don't want to do it because because of his brother. We talked about this before, I think. Because of print, the the prince, um, he'll never be like the, the the older brother is the next one to be king. Yeah. And I think we talked about uh, that even even like since the brother, the older brother had a baby, that that baby would be king before yeah. Harry would be king, which yeah. is wild. So I think Harry, and I don't blame Harry. He was just like, I could sit here and be what? Like a fucking decoration. You know what I mean? Like have no real purpose. Actually, actually, it was, it, it was funny because um, I read somewhere that um, being in the royal family and all that, uh, they have to join like the military for like a year or something like that. It's like part of the, uh, part of the thing. Yeah. And and Harry went into the military, and the thing is, I think he's supposed to be in there for only like a year or two years. He actually stayed there like an extra year, and everyone was a little upset about it. But you know, uh, the the impression I always got about Harry was, you know, I mean, if you think about it, I know it was really uh, terrible to look at it this way, but if you look at the whole structure of the royal family, I mean. Harry being born is, is the only fact is that he's there as the substitute if his brother ever got killed. Now, since his brother now has a son, uh, if his brother got uh, killed, his son would take over. Yeah. So, you know, Harry has always been kind of the, you know, he's just there in case, you know, um, his, his brother dies before getting an heir pretty much. So now that he, his brother has an heir, he's trying to, you know, make a name for himself away from the family. But as you said, I mean, I'm sure he still is being, you know, has a trust fund and all those things. It's just that now he can break away and try to make, you know, his own mark instead of just being known as, oh, the, the, uh, the second in line prince, if you know the first one dies. Yeah, I mean it could be- best be summed up with if if your family pays the bills for you to stay in your your Massachusetts condo to smoke weed, drink, and watch movies all day, 
And you can be a Prince Harry too. And they pay for they pay for you to move your operation of doing the same exact thing from Massachusetts to California, and you do the same exact thing. You're still a part of the royal family. Yeah. Don't think that just because you're moving where you're from that you're not territory. Um, and yes, Harry smokes weed and drinks alcohol. Get the fuck out of here. And he watches a lot of movies and he plays a lot of video games. He lives what they call the life. He does what he wants to do, what he wants to do it. And they, they can't really be categorized as regular people. And I'm not saying they're bad people. I'm just saying that they're blessed. These people have been blessed with the opportunity to have everything easy as fucking melted cheese, baby. Mm, um, I love melted cheese. And for that, for that reason, he should never complain. And when I see people like that complain, it hurts my soul. That's why I don't like these famous athletes that try to duke it out with cops on their porch and then be like, then act like they got the injustice because a cop handcuffed them after he punched a cop in the face when anybody else would get their whole family fucking burnt to a crisp if they punched a cop in the face. So I can't have no fucking respect for no NFL player or any fucking athlete getting paid millions of dollars to play what we played in fucking gym. And then go cry to the public that they have hot lives while people watch watch their kids die because they can't afford medicine. They watch their, their, their families freeze to death because they can't afford to put them in a place with the heat. And then they get to listen to a nice football player complain about he only got to punch the cop five times in the face before he before the other cop came over and tickled him with the feather and handicuff, fucking handcuffed him up. You know what I mean? The beauty of it. And Prince Harry's the same deal. Prince Harry is such a martyr. He's such a fucking martyr for truth and humanity that he he left one mansion to go to another mansion. He's such an independent creature. How does he find the strength? I find so much fucking influence and inspiration in Harry and in Harry, Prince Harry and Meghan. Can they bring they bring the fucking goodness out of the world? And just think when they're rotten, fucking spoiled kids grow up. They can have a reality show that'll be a big deal in America. Ain't that beautiful? That's why they wanted to come. They're getting closer to America because they just want to be reality TV stars like everybody else that they look up to, like Kim Kardashian and Kanye West. And they lined it up nice because now there's no more Kim Kardashian and Kanye West. America needs a new trash couple to love. And what trash couple is better than... The couple a royal of, trash couple. And royal trash. Yeah. We call it royal trash. That's the name of the show. I want to pitch that show, reality show, uh, royal trash, like royal flush. And we're gonna we're gonna let everybody can everybody can be in love with we can talk we can hear Prince Harry complain about the hard times of figuring out what, what Kari wants to buy his wife for Valentine's Day. And the hard times, like that, she when she has to figure out which plumber they want to call to come fix to come fix the mess. I want the royal plumber. And I'll say, you know what company they you know a plumber they always go with? Which one? The Royal Flush. <laughs> hey now. So I hope everybody enjoyed themselves while we trash some trashy folks, and we did our first TMB. Too much bullshit segment. Um, there'll be other episodes with this in the future where it'll take some time to uh, kind of make fun and trash the things that some of the society holds so dear to their heart. 
scumbag people. So with that being said, we wish everybody a happy, happy February as it closes up. We'll catch you in the next month of March. We march forward. My birthday's in that March. Um, so we'll see how it's going. Maybe we'll have special things. Hawkman, do you want to say anything out there to our listeners of the Boombastic cast? Um, nothing really, except that we love you. We love the that you guys are listening and taking time to listen to us talk about these things. We got a lot of great shows uh, in the pipeline. We got some great interviews coming up. We got some great uh, more content. So just stay tuned and uh, stay listening. Who framed Roger Rabbit? Huh? Ah, that's that's a good 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 movie. But hey, you know, have you ever read the 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 book that's based on? There's books as well. Yeah, they're, they're, actually, Who Framed Roger Rabbit is based off of a book written by this gentleman, Gary K. Wolf, really? called Who Censured Roger Rabbit. Really? And 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 while both of us are huge fans of the movie Who Framed Roger Rabbit, yes, the book is a lot different from the movie. So if you ever sit down and read the book, there's a lot of, you'll be reading a whole different story that was the influence for that famous and great film. Well, that's cool. That The, the guy that wrote, that wrote Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Wow. Yeah. Wow. Hey, hey, uh, do you know that guy? Wow, I think I do. Wow. Wow. You, you know, know he's what? a local guy, isn't he? He's a local guy, huh? Oh wow, I think I wow. heard about that from the wow. New York. Please, Matt, can can we talk to him? Can we talk to him on the next episode of Boom Basketball? Maybe if people are good, maybe we'll put in a call and we'll talk to him on the next episode. Please, Matt. Okay, okay, I'll see you in Uh, So stay tuned that you might be hearing an interview with the one and only Gary K. Wolf, the man who created Roger Rabbit. Booyah! Booyah. And we'll catch all y'all on the next episode of the Boombastic Cast.